1: Iran, Hamas, Qatar, Egypt, China, the U.S., and Israel have all entered the Prophecy Chat. God's Word will enter the chat, too, as we talk about everything going on in the Middle East. We'll also talk about what's the world's biggest threat. Jewish hatred is getting worse. The corruption of minds and bodies is getting worse, too. Plus, a prayer request for you, as we explore the signs of the times, our weekly review of Bible prophecies in the world's news for Friday, February 2nd, 2024. Bob Johnson Insurance, a full-service independent agency featuring Erie Insurance products, would like to enter your family's chat when it comes to figuring out your insurance needs. For a no-obligation quote, you can call them by phone at 865-922-3111 or Visit them online at bobjohnsonins.com. Hey, it's Signs of the Times anytime. You can hear us, see us, or share us. Ask Pastor Mark a prophecy question or subscribe to our podcast. When you visit thewaymedia.net, then click Signs of the Times, or you can do the same on the Way Media app. And now, here to remind us that if you pamper a cow, you're only going to get spoiled milk is Pastor Mark. (laughs) (laughs) Who doesn't want to brag, but he recently got hired as a fitness model. Although he was a bit disappointed because they only wanted to use him as the before picture.
0: So (laughs) that would work. That actually would work. Right. Was it going to say part of the fitness protection program?
1: (laughs) Oh, that's funny. I like that. The fitness protection program.
0: Yeah, that's right. (laughs) And I see, too, that today's theme is chat. You said chat several times. Oh, there's any, any the chat chat. Uh, no, I don't I all don't right. know. All right. uh, all right. Just
1: it was just it was just there. It was just there all right. All right. and it was I all guess right. low hanging fruit. That's could all right. be could be rotten fruit. I have no idea, but that's what we went with. So <laughs> <There you go>. <laughs> <laughs> we have got a boatload. <laughs> yes, we do. A prophecy boatload of articles today. So here we go. Our first article comes from Fox News. Uh, that says Iranian proxies are stemming up their drone attacks with Israel.
0: Yes, and of course, it's good to be back. Let me just say that. I hope oh. you enjoyed the show
1: last week. We had a special oh. show. Yes. Speaking of Israel, yes, let's let's pause for a minute. Yeah. If you did not catch last week's show, yes. Yes. we encourage you go back and watch it. Ronnie Simon, uh, Israeli tour guide and citizen, former military member in the Israeli military. Yes. Uh, uh, just the passion, the love, the education you're going and insight you're going to get on what really happened. Uh, from October seventh on, in the history of Hamas in Gaza, yeah, and everything is nothing. These things are not what you're going to hear in your mainstream media. That's right.
0: It's definitely worth going back to see. But anyway, getting to the article, yes. Greg. It talks about when Hamas terrorists used remote-controlled drones to disarm tanks and knock out surveillance cameras during a surprise attack on Israel. Uh, through the last, uh, through to the last week, when a Hezbollah drone from Lebanon landed directly in an army base in northern Israel, unmanned aerial vehicles (UAVs) are increasingly becoming part of the weapons arsenal used by Iranian-backed non-state players in their war against the Jewish state. While Israel has in place what it calls an aerial defense array, which, by the way, they're using um, lasers now successfully. They've knocked out, I think, their first uh, incoming with lasers. So it's pretty cool the technology they have now. Yeah, and
1: I'm hearing that our U.S. Navy is uh, deploying those things on ships yeah, as it's well. Yeah, pretty so, cool. Wow.
0: I mean, we're actually we're into the Star Trek uh, age here. Age, so yeah. Used multiple times over the past three months to throw hostile uh, aircraft from Lebanon. As UAVs become more uh, easier to obtain, that's the key here to manufacture and to enhance and weapon, especially when they, when we, when our land in Iran and they take them, which has happened several times. Um, as well as other countries around the world getting them, they're racing to contend with an ever more lethal form of combat that is already outpacing existing military defense systems. Look, here's the deal on this. these, these. What's happening is it's a new level of warfare, Greg. There's something new going on here. Used to, it was like, okay, only the big players had these uh, special technologies. America, Israel, some of the others had the drones, had the special technologies. Well, now, so many drones have been captured that have crashed or fallen. They've been replicated. They've had their scientists on them. Now they're making all these drones... Like crazy. And they're sending drones in for warfare. So now it's almost like part of the advantage is now gone. And even though there's other military advantages that America and in this case, Israel has, you know, once you get drone technology that can start coming in and surprise you, then you can do more damage. So this thing just got turned up a notch. It's not just lesser powers fighting larger powers. It's now Lesser powers with an ability to inflict some pain on the larger powers. And that's changing the overall mix of what's going on in the Middle East and around the world, uh, which, again, makes things a lot more dangerous. But that's the age we're in right now.
1: Yeah. All right. Our next article comes from Israel 365 News. This is dated uh, back from January 17th. So some of these articles we're going to cover because we weren't here last week are going to be a little bit older, but still relevant to discuss. And this article talks about uh, that a Hamas spokesman has come out and said that the October 7th attack was launched to stop the red heifers. Yeah. This is very... Uh, would they even have an inkling of what the red heifers are about? Oh, absolutely. Was, okay. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Let me read a little bit of the article. Yeah. Let's talk about yeah. this
0: for a minute again. Um, the Hamas spokesman gave a rare speech on the 100th day anniversary of the war against Israel. In the speech, he cited the arrival of the red heifers in Israel as one of the motives, not the motive.
1: And they came back in September, right? They were delivered in September uh, of last year.
0: No, they've been there longer than that. Have I, they? Okay. I, yeah. They're, matter of fact, in Greg, in, in just a few weeks, they reached the three-year mark, and they're going to sacrifice the first one. They're still they're still pure. Wow! So we're a few weeks away from having the ritual purity uh, heifer for the um uh the temple. Uh, it's, uh, the temple to be rebuilt or the, or the services to start again for the priests. Okay. Let me, let me finish yeah, this. We'll yeah, talk yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah. So again, it was one of the motives for the massacre on Jews, uh, of October 7th, he said. Uh, the spokesman, Abu Abu Da, uh, the spokesman for, uh, the, the Al Qassam Brigades, the military wing of the Palestinian Hamas terrorist organization, made a televised appearance on that day to say again that, uh, one of the reasons that they attacked, not the soul, but one reason was the red Heifers, he said, and I quote, We look back to remember the educated, the complicit, and the incapacitated among the world powers governed by the law of the jungle, reminding them of an aggression that reached its peak against our path, Al Kuds, and the Al Aqsa, with the start of its actual temporal and spatial division and the bringing of red cows, heifers, as an application of a detestable religious myth. They're saying that Israel never existed. They never had a red heifer. They called it a myth. That's then why would point. you fight
1: against a myth? Well, we, let's go okay. on.
0: <laughs> a design for aggression against the feelings of an entire nation in the heart of its, its Arab identity. It the land belongs to us, and they're just making this up. Right. And the path of its prophet... Um, uh, the night journey of of Muhammad, the ascension to heaven. Here's what's going on. Okay, look. Yes, they know very much about the regulations, the laws, and the the traditions of Israel, Greg. They know it. They know it well. They lived among it. This they've been there for you know all these years as well, and so they know what's going on. But what they're trying to do is pretend it never happened. What do you mean, red heifers? Uh, you know, there's that means nothing. It's a myth. There's never been a temple. Israel's never been here until 1948. Uh, there were no red heifers. There's nothing. You need to restart again. It's all just whatever. You're trying to take our land. You're trying to pretend you were here. You're trying to whatever. It's just big. You know, just lies. You know about gaslighting. You know, that, yeah, that's gaslighting. This term gaslighting. Is, is being used so much now that you know, has it been worn out? But this is massive gaslighting. It's making it look like somehow Israel's not been there for thousands of years, that the tradition of the red heifers have not been a part of the temple sacrifice. And so there's a couple things. First of all, the denial that Israel even has been there or this has ever happened has to be important politically. And secondly, Greg, they fear this because they know that when they get the red heifer, this means now they're going to be emboldened to try to start the sacrifices again. Let me explain to our listeners the importance of the red heifer. Yes. What God said in his word was "You've got to find a a spotless red heifer to sacrifice and burn and take the ashes, and the ashes then have to be mixed in the water that the priests do their ritual cleansing with before they can do their services in the temple or the tabernacle or whatever there is there at that time, which would be the tabernacle or the temple. So they're, first of all, denying that it ever happened, and, and, and it's just a big thing, fake or whatever, but if this happens, see, see, they have been looking, Greg, for a long, long time. I mean, I, I don't know if I can say since 1948, I forget when the actual searches began, but many, many years, the religious Jews have been saying, we have to get another heifer and sacrifice it, because here's the deal. Until you can get a pure heifer, and it can't have it can't have two white hairs, it can't have two black hairs. I mean, it's got to be, I think maybe one is okay, or one black, but it, it can't have two.
1: It can't have any piercings either, and that's an important point. That is
0: so cool to bring up, yes, because, go ahead. No, go ahead. Yeah. yes... All the cattle, or at least outside of Israel, are pierced in their ear as a marking. America requires that. It's a piercing uh, to to mark the cattle, to show who it belongs to, et cetera. Because there's a lot of rustling that goes on, and so they want to keep up with that, you know, as far as uh, horses and cattle. Well, because of COVID.
1: They were born during that time.
0: Yes, because of COVID, they were not allowed. They didn't go out, and they didn't get to mark everything. Yeah,
1: the vets didn't travel.
0: And, and again, I haven't verified this, but I heard this yeah. yesterday, so I would be, I would be, don't quote me on this yet, but it's my understanding that it's, it's it's it, well, I know this for a fact, it's very hard to bring an animal, a heifer, from America over into to Israel, all the regulations of bringing another yes. animal, just like you have like fruits and all that, Yes, there are all these regulations you have to meet, and one of the comments I heard uh, this Jewish guy make was, he said, well, you can't bring, he said, you can't bring a heifer over uh, legally, so we brought five. We didn't bring a heifer over. We brought five over, so we're legal. <laughs> again i don't know if that's really what happened or not but it made me laugh either yeah. way that's the kind of stuff they I remember, do. yeah anyway uh they had brought five over one one or two of them at least one for sure was already disqualified because as they grow they develop different yes. blemishes or whatever but now they're within just a few weeks of having, I think, more than one ready, and all it needs one because oh, yeah. when, you, when you burn that heifer, there are all the ashes that lasts a long, it's long the, time. It's
1: the entire animal.
0: Yeah, you 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 remove nothing. Yes, and so far in Jewish history, there have been nine red heifers. So it tells you over the thousands of years they've only needed nine. Right. So it shows you how long it lasts. Yeah. Well, now they have the the tenth one, which would be this one, the tenth heifer. Yeah. Um, which, by the way, is the number of divine order. See, I was going to ask
1: you about that. It is.
0: Yeah. D- number 10 is divine order in Scripture. 12 is divine government. I mean, it's perfect government, whatever. But divine order is 10. This will be the 10th red heifer. It is still spotless. They plan in a few weeks to sacrifice it, and they'll have the ashes. And then what that means is this. They may not have a temple yet. They may not have uh, everything ready to go on the Temple Mount, but now they're ready once it happens. Right. And remember... Um, according to the Talmud, I say remember. Uh, we don't <laughs> like we if,
1: read it all the time. Yes,
0: <laughs> yeah, we don't. I don't know whether or not this is going to be accurate. I don't see anything in the Bible about it. So, but the Jews believe this. So, okay. get this: they believe that the tabernacle has to be put back up. Okay, at some point in, in you know it, 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 when the when the third temple before the third temple is built. Okay, so the Talmud apparently talks about that hmm. the tabernacle being placed again before the third temple. That's exactly logical in that it'll take them at least six months to build that third temple once they get the go-ahead. right? It would appear in Scripture that they start the sacrifices right away from the book of Daniel in this third temple. So if that's the case, I always thought, well, they'll just go up there. Now they have the ashes to do the sacrifices. They'll start doing the sacrifices, and I thought they'd just do them up there while they're building the temple. But now at least the jews believe and they'll probably be pushing for this it could be greg they'll actually put a tabernacle like was in the wilderness in place on the temple mount first while they're sacrificing the animals while the temple's being rebuilt and then once the temple's built they take the tabernacle down and now you've got the third temple that's in place
1: you know it's very the, god's timing and all of this is very interesting because how long have they been hunting yeah for a red heifer oh. and 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 how God is—I've got to believe it's only the Lord Himself that's prevented these red heifers from being born or being born and being without blemish. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Well, and then and, yeah, and then finding them, etc. Yeah. So why would they be so opposed to it, even denying it exists? Because yes. it's a threat, Greg. They yes. realize if they get this, they're going to start pushing for sacrifices. For more. And you don't just sacrifice anywhere. Nope. The Temple Mount, the priests. They wash in the water, yeah. that has the ashes of the heifer, yeah. and so this is a major threat to Satan. Yes. And so he's he's the one that's stirring all this kind of whatever, because, again, even though Satan is going to abuse the third temple, and the Antichrist will declare from it that he's right. God, so he'll yeah. use it for his own purposes, it still means we're that much closer to his incoming, and the Bible says when Satan recognizes his ends coming, he panics, and he just pours out everything he can uh, to try to stop it, but he can't stop it. Um, and so it's interesting. Yeah, very, very interesting. So keep your eyes on this. I think within a few weeks to a month, we should be hearing the, uh, the red heifer has been sacrificed and now they have what they need for the priest to begin officiating because it's, it's really to officiate in the temple. They have to be levitically clean. So they put it in the water, they wash their feet and their hands in the water. They're now Levitically clean before God to go in and do the services of the tabernacle or the temple, and again, or the sacrifices. And so I think it's just another sign, Greg, of how close we are to the Antichrist and the last days. Everything is falling into place. And with all this going on with Gaza and Hamas, this may be pulled in into the negotiations because they keep touting the two-state solution, which Israel is adamant. We will not do. Who wants to live next door to those guys? But if they say, okay, we'll, we'll put a buffer zone, you give them a state, you can have part of the Temple Mount, I mean, this could be the beginning of negotiations that can lead to this, and it all fall into place very, very quickly. So exciting prophetic news. Well, we're
1: going to talk about that right now, because our next article, um, uh, before we get to the one that really talks about what Netanyahu has to say about all that, uh, this is from Breitbart.com, dated January 21st. The Biden administration, along with Qatar, Egypt, uh, and who knows who else, are proposing a hostage deal where Israel loses the war, yeah. and that's the title of this article. Yeah,
0: the bottom line is they're not yeah. going to let them finish no. this, what they're trying. Now yeah. We'll see if if Israel goes along, but again, uh, it says the proposal is a three-stage process. It was described Sunday in the Wall Street Journal, which appears to rely heavily on sources inside U.S. national security agencies, leaving Israel without destroying Hamas, uh, and would defeat Israel's central goal in the war. So we're not going to let you win this thing. But we'll bring in something that makes you feel better. So far, Netanyahu is holding his his, uh, his course and saying, no way, we're not going for this. I don't know if he'll give in or not. But the journal wrote this. Yeah. says the mediators have proposed a 90-day plan that would first pause fighting for an unspecified number of days for Hamas to first release all Israeli civilian hostages, while Israel would release hundreds of Palestinian prisoners. Withdraw forces from Gaza towns and cities, allow freedom of movement in the Gaza Strip, end the drone surveillance of Gaza, and double the amount of aid going into the enclave according to the plan. So basically mm. handing victory to Hamas. Sure. In the second phase, Hamas would free female Israeli soldiers and turn over the bodies while uh, Israel would release more Palestinian prisoners as all that they've already killed. A third phase would involve the release of Israeli soldiers and fighting age men Hamas considers soldiers, according to the Egyptian officials, while Israel would redeploy some of its forces outside of the current border. Now, is this going to happen? I don't know. This is like the third or fourth one they've brought forward to try to present. And Israel has said, no, we're not doing it are they going to hold their ground we'll find out but keep your eye on this very very interesting
1: okay all right our last uh, article in the israel category comes from the times of israel quoting netanyahu no full palestinian state yeah. no surrender in exchange for the gaza hostages
0: yeah so this plan comes out you know and and again uh, you know you have him saying this at the same time they're just right. a few days apart um, he's saying you know we're not going to do this um, there the Palestinian state that is Yeah, I don't think he's come out yet and said we'll deny the the, the plan for you know the peace thing because I think that was three days after this article. But at the same time, here, Greg, what he's talking about is here's why they say no Palestinian state. I want our listeners to understand why they're saying that. This is not an obstinance by uh, Netanyahu or the Jews. These are the people that raped and murdered brutally their families in their homes. Who's saying we want to everybody recognize us legally uh, to live next door to you? So understand, it would be like your next door neighbor, it would be like some people came into your home, raped your wife, killed her, raped her kids, killed them, pulled them in the oven, cooked them, cut their heads off, cut their hands, all these brutal things they did to them, which, which happened, and we have documentation, and then they go to city council in Knoxville, and city council says, look, let's just, let's just develop a truce here, let's call it even, okay, call it even, and let us they want the house next door to you. As a place to live. They need a place to live. Uh, maybe if they had a place to live, they wouldn't have done that to your family. I don't know. But we're going to give them a place right next to your house. What do you think your response would be? Hmm. There is no way. Yeah. They should not only be put to death for what they've done to my family, but there's no way I'm going to give them a place to live next door to me. So now you understand the attitude of what's happening here with the Palestinians next door to the Jews. What a lot of people don't understand, Greg, is that when they, when the, the, the I'll put army in quotes, came in and did these things to the Jews October 7th. The civilians came in as well. And the civilians came in after the army killed the people. They've had on video. They went into their homes, took their food, right. were eating while they were right. laying there, bleeding to death. They helped kill people. They kidnapped some and took them back. It was a, it was a community effort against yes. Israel. It wasn't just their army. And so that brings in that whole innocent civilian thing. You want to, I'm not saying there aren't some there, but I'm saying the majority of those in Palestine went along with this. Uh, Palestine and Gaza went along with this and even helped. So yeah. with that said... yeah. There's no way they want to give them a state because they don't want to live next door to them. So the prime minister pushed back on the White House vision, it says, on the pathway to a two-state solution. Again, this is not obstinance, it is logic. And the reports of a grand bargain that would end the war. Um, a U.S. President Joe Biden administration called for the war against Hamas to wind down alongside a pathway toward a two-state solution at the end of the fight. So these two articles go together. Israel's leadership presented a vision at odds with that on Sunday. Prime Minister Netanyahu doubled down in a video message and said, You know what? We're determined not to allow a full fledged militarized Palestinian state to emerge. We're not, we're not going to go along with this. I, and I quote, I will not compromise on full Israeli security control over all the territory west of the Jordan River, uh, echoing the recent comments. As long as I'm prime minister, I will continue to firmly stand by this, he pledged, boasting that he withstood the international and domestic pressure over the years to move forward on a two state solution. So again, Right now, they're holding their ground, but will they give in? I believe at some point, Greg, there's going to be some type of negotiation with the Antichrist of dividing the land up, just because that's what it appears is going to happen. Uh, Joel talks about uh, dividing the land and God judging him for dividing the land. You could argue that that's already taken place. You could argue that. But it could also mean there's going to be something happening later. In addition to that, what are they going to negotiate? If they don't negotiate giving up land to get the Temple Mount, and I believe that has to be a part of something, they've got to get part of the Temple Mount back, and they've got to give and take both sides. And I think this is going to be a part of the equation. Only time will tell. But right now, I can tell you, they are saying no way, Jose. Even the believing um, you know, um, uh, Jews right now that know the Lord, they're saying there's no way we'll do a two-state solution, and yeah. I don't know whether or not they're keeping in sight what could happen with the Antichrist, or right. if they don't think that'll even be a part of the Antichrist. I don't know. Time will tell, but I, I can see why they don't want to do it.
1: Uh, last week when Ronnie Simon was here, and this is uh, really, I'm, I'm going to speak to the people that are um, subscribed to the audio-only audio only version of our podcast. If you want to listen to Ronnie's talk on uh, Israel from October 7th i encourage you to do it on the net. and why is this because you are going to get the video part where you're going to see Ronnie's slides yeah and it's got it's chock full of wonderful information that you, that is so important for yeah. everyone to understand to get the complete picture and speaking of a two state solution one of the things that Ronnie talked about that people may or may not know unless you're a real historian of the jews and especially the reformation of israel in the nineteen forties yeah is that somewhere around forty eight forty seven i don't remember when it was and i don't remember when ronnie said it was but before the 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 foundation of the nation of israel in front of the united nations the Jews had apparently agreed to a yeah. two state solution and it was the
0: Arabs that rejected it. it that's true. And I think it was nineteen forty okay, seven and in forty eight. Okay. Since they rejected it in forty eight, they decided we're just gonna declare ourselves a nation and take our portion. Okay. They weren't trying to take yes. it all, just the portion that the world and the UN have agreed to. We'll take our portion and call ourselves Israel. If you guys don't want your portion, that's fine. But we're gonna take our portion. That's what started the war where they all attacked them, and then Israel got more war because I mean got more, more land, land yeah. because God allowed them to have the victory. Yeah. And Greg, they listen, this has happened several times where they've turned down. Um, It was, uh, 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 you know, the PLO, Yasser Arafat, they were offering him almost 98% of everything he wanted in, in, in the deal he was talking about. He still rejected it. And that happened just a few years back before he died. I mean, twenty, thirty, thirty years back, whatever. Right. Twenty, thirty years. Yeah. In, anyway, but the, why did why did he reject it? Because it's the same reason they did in forty seven, the same reason they did then, and, and at least one other time in between there. They don't want Israel to have any land. They want them totally destroyed and yes. gone. So it doesn't matter if if they gave them every if they, if, if you drew up all the lines and you said we're giving you more land than israel right. and we'll give you whatever they still wouldn't do it they're yeah. not going to do it they want all of it that's the whole river to the sea chant yes from the jordan to the mediterranean we want these guys taken out of here and it's great it is a spiritual battle it is demonic and it is satan's hatred of the nation of israel but god is going to get the victory
1: yeah amen All right, let's look at some Ezekiel 38 and 39 news from Fox News. This is dated January 17th. Iran warns that the attacks on Israel and the U.S. will continue as long as the IDF remains in Gaza.
0: Yeah, they're going to anyway, but they're yeah, acting like exactly. that this is some yeah, reason. That, yeah. yeah, Foreign Minister Hussein Amir said the attacks would halt if Israel withdraws its forces. Iran and its proxy terrorist groups have attacked Israeli and U.S. targets more than 100 times. Since mid-October, and we know there were three killed just last week. There were, they attacked our, our base, uh, they are threatening to widen uh, Israel's war against Hamas into a regional conflict. And I quote, the, here's here's what he's saying, which is nonsense, because if there's any genocide, it's what the the uh, Palestinian peoples want to do to Israel. It says, at the end of the genocide in Gaza, which it's not, uh, it will lead to an end of military action and crisis in the region. Uh, uh, He said at the World Economic Forum in Davos, the security of the Red Sea is tied to the developments in Gaza and everyone will suffer if Israel's crimes in Gaza do not stop. Um, Iran deployed one of its Navy vessels to the Red Sea earlier this month. And the Iran backed Houthi rebels of Yemen have also launched dozens of missile and drone attacks against international trade vessels in the Red Sea. So the bottom line is they're going to continue to attack. They're acting like somehow Israel could dissuade that or America, depending on what we do. No, they're going to do it no matter what. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, I, I think we have some articles this week about Hezbollah. So I'll wait to share some of okay. that. But there's some more information. Uh, you know, I look at some of the articles. I forget what's in here. But okay. some, some interesting things. They don't want peace, they want war.
1: Yes. They don't want P E A C E. They right. want P I E C E. This piece that, yes. piece, that
0: piece, that piece, that piece. Till we get all the pieces. <laughs> That's what they want. That's the piece they're after. Yes.
1: All right. Uh, Neil Diamond is beckon us, uh, beckoning us to come back to America. So we will, where we visit Fox News to uh, see that our good friend Bernie Sanders is trying to force a Senate vote on a resolution that could freeze aid to Israel. Now he's always now that was dated January 16th, so yeah. wh- wh- is there an update to this? Uh, it hasn't happened. Okay. It hasn't happened
0: or we'd have heard about it. But okay. here's the bottom line. Bernie Sanders has been an enemy of Israel for a long time. But again, remember, it's not so much Israel. This is a spiritual battle. Yes. Bernie Sanders um, is fighting against God. He has been for a long time. and So his fight against God, of course, is going to be pointed toward Israel because that's where Satan's fight is. So it's not so much Bernie Sanders as the enemy working through him. Uh, but the Senate was to, was to vote on the resolution. It, it has not passed or we'd have heard about it it but he's trying to basically say you know what look this is let me one quote here that he says this is a humanitarian cataclysm in gaza hmm. and it's being done with american bombs and money we need to face up to the fact and then we need to end our complicity in those actions he said in his statement um no, it's not. This is self-defense, a nation that they're trying to wipe them out. And they're defending their families, their friends, their wives, their right. children. And and this guy's just led the enemy, if you will. Uh, you're going to hear more of this from Bernie Sanders and everybody else, there, the, the the squad, as they call them. You know, yes. uh, you're going to hear yeah. several people. This that doesn't surprise me. Um, I know they're going to continue to do this. I don't think God's going to allow that to happen, at least yet. I think we're going to continue to send the aid in there. But you're going to see these continual battles because it's spiritual against yeah. Israel.
1: All right, we're going to take a break. Uh, We're staying in America, but we're going to take a break from all the Israel stuff uh, to talk about an article that was published by VA News, which is the Veterans Administration. Yes. And uh, to improve care for veterans, the VA is to fund studies on new therapies for treating mental health conditions. And on the surface, the article title sounds... Fine until you read the details. Yeah, they're just
0: getting them on psychedelic drugs, uh, which we'll have a scripture for that in a moment. It says today the Department of Veterans Affairs issued a request for uh, applications for proposals from its network of Virginia, uh, VA, sorry, VA researchers in collaboration with academic institutions to study the use of certain psychedelic compounds. There you go. We're talking stuff like LSD is a psychedelic. Right. uh, Again, in treatment of these um, post traumatic stress disorder and depression. Um. In other words, get them high, and they'll forget about it. Uh, though this new Pretty research, much. yep, uh, through this new research opportunity, the VA intends to gather uh, def- definitive scientific evidence on the potential efficacy and safety of psychedelic compounds such as, and this word is like so so long, uh, methylenedioxa meta meta methamphetamine. Amf- amphetamine. I said it took me forever, but there you go. Wow, bro. Like supercalifragilistic. That, that's what I was just going <laughs> to say. <laughs> 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 yeah, they're going to be giving them supercalifragilistic <laughs> 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 um, by and, Julie Andrews. Yes, and and xylobin, which was used in conjunction with psychotherapy to treat veterans with PTSD and depression, this is the first time since the 1960s there's been um, the, the the funding for research on such psychedelic compounds. Well, the re- the reason why is it's ridiculous. It is tragic. You're taking people that already have all these mental issues and now they're really going to mess their brain up when they're going to see like walking mushrooms and and frogs talking to them and all this kind of stuff and freak them out. It's crazy. It's just another way to abuse uh, the medical profession and call it something that it, that it's it's not. This is going to be awful. And I hope that the, those involved in the VA, if you have PS, uh, PTSD, if they try to offer you these things, run. You have enough issues that you're fighting with right now trying to handle from just what you've been through in battle for them to mess it up with psychedelic drugs. But, Greg, it reminds me again of Revelation 9, where in the last days it said they did not repent of their murders or their pharmakias. Mm. And sexual immorality and thefts. We're going to see a greater and greater use of drugs and a pushing of drugs, the Bible says, in the last days. Not just people on the street, but the government institutions pushing drugs on the people. So look, this is going to continue to happen. Run from this kind of stuff. It is only going to make them that much worse. And really, these psychedelic drugs, Greg, they cause mental illness. They cause mental illness. This is the destruction of our our military who need help. It it makes me angry. It's very angering.
1: All right. Speaking of things that make you angry. Yes. Let's go to the one world government. Yes. This is from Time. The World Economic Forum says that AI, artificial intelligence misinformation, is the world's biggest short-term threat I submit to you the World Economic Forum yes. is well, the world's biggest threat.
0: Well, Greg, what a deception this is, because I'm going to read some of the article, but I've got to make the statement. Yes. First of all, look. AI is just getting the information that's out there, bringing it together. The problem is it's not going to line up with what they're saying. Exactly. And when it doesn't line up with what they're saying, they're going to say, look at the misinformation that automatic, <laughs> you know, artificial intelligence is putting out there. Um, and so, uh, notice, false and misleading information supercharged with cutting-edge artificial intelligence that threatens to erode democracy and polarize society as the top immediate risk for the global economy, oh, the yes. World Economic Forum said in a report on Wednesday. In its latest Global Risks Report, the organization... Um, otherwise known as Satan's Den, also said an array of environmental risks—that part in italics—risk uh, posed the biggest threats to uh, to the longer term. The report was released ahead of the annual elite gathering of the CEOs and world leaders in the Swiss ski resort town of Davos, and is based on the survey of nearly fifteen hundred experts. I mean, where expert. they were
1: reducing their carbon footprint by yes. flying in their private jets, yes, and, and
0: melting the snow, yes. The report listed in misinformation. I didn't know she would be there, <laughs> and disinformation. As the most severe risk over the next two years, highlighting how rapid advances in technology also are creating new problems and making existing ones worse. Now, this works both ways, Greg. You have AI is going to be putting real information out there that's going to bother them. They're going to say this is misinformation. It's it's messed up. It's gathering stuff that whatever. But they also are intentionally working in misinformation on their end. Remember, AI does what you program it.
1: Yeah. Listen, it's 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 just a AI on on one level is just a smarter
0: Google search. It is. And but here's the thing. You can still go out there and get facts with AI. Yes. And then, and then AI can put your slant. Whoever whoever programmed it can put your slant on what those facts mean. So it's going to work both ways. They're going to put out false information through AI and and that'll be fine. But if any real information gets out, they're going to say, look at this. This is a big problem. This is, you know, again, yes. here, she, here she is again, misinformation. Misinformation. And so uh, we need to catch her and do away with her, et cetera. So, but it's going to be interesting to watch this develop.
1: Oh, my. Speaking of, speaking of developing, as everything is made in China, this is from Newsmax.com. China is now entered the chat. China. Uh, yes. And is urging a ceasefire and a two state solution. Amid Hamas aggression, here it so goes. Now there's their here's their two cents well, for here a two state solution. Here's yes,
0: it is not. It's not just America. It's other people now chiming yes. in. You got to do the two state. You're going to see this continue to grow. Th- this could lead into a lot of a Zechariah 12, correct? Uh, uh, yes, Ab- I think it is already. Well, it right already now. is. That yes. That is again yeah. the world yeah. turning against Israel. Yeah. Chinese Foreign Minister Wang Yi urged international pressure to end Israel's war against Hamas in Gaza, and called for the implementation of a two state solution. So now we have other voices coming in amid continued aggression by. the terror organization Hamas against Israel. And I quote, China calls for the convening of a larger scale, more authoritative and more effective. I would say more authoritative should be capitalized because that's how they do it. Yes. And a more effective international (laughs) peace conference, the formulation of a specific timetable and roadmap for the implementation of a two-state solution and support for the prompt resumption of Israel-Palestinian peace talks, the foreign minister of China said. Uh, again, he says, influential countries in particular need to play an objective, impartial, and constructive role in this regard. Uh, read the official joint Egyptian-Chinese uh, statement. You can if you want to read the full article, which we're not going to do. But anyway, yeah. the bottom line, you're hearing more voices. Here it goes. Uh, they're, they're hearing voices, <laughs> you, Greg. You, they're <laughs> hearing voices. They're hearing voices. That's, yeah. And now it's voices from China. And uh, and so there, there you have it. And you're going to hear more of that. And And so, again... The more pressure, this is going to make everybody hate Israel all the more if they yes. don't give in and turn them more uh, ready to just annihilate, which is not going to happen because God won't let right. it, Exactly. But the Antichrist is going to come in and rescue everybody and make everybody happy uh, for a short amount of time, yes. end quote.
1: We are the world.
0: Yes, yes. that's right. Alright, let's take a
1: look at some growing anti-Semitism, also known as Jew hatred. Right. Jew hate. This is from Fox News, dated January 20th. Some uh, D.C. residents are saying that anti-Semitic incidents in the U.S. is getting much worse.
0: Now, remember, we've been reading these articles about how it's getting worse over for, and over for a long time, right? Oh, yeah. This is even now, they're saying exponential above the much worse. So it's, it's wow. once you hear this so much, I think you kind of yeah. go to sleep to it. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're saying, but not us. it's on a new push.
1: Yes, it's on it's a, a new push. It's a new
0: level. Again, the Americans in the national, uh, America's, the national capital weighed in on anti-Semitism. In the U.S. since Hamas attacked Israel uh, with the most telling Fox News, uh, with most telling Fox News that hate against the Jews has gotten worse in recent months, again, since this attack. And I quote, it's rather shocking, actually, how many people side with anti-Semitism and just hating people. That is hating the Jews, if you will. Uh, Corey of Washington told the uh, Fox News it has gotten much worse. But Joe, another, said that anti-Israel rhetoric, not anti-Semitism, has increased. And I quote, there's a confusion between anti-Semitism and anti-Israel, he said. I don't think it's directed at Jews. I think it's directed at Israel's handling of the Palestinians. Now, wrong. Of course, look, they hate the Jews. Satan is, is using his influence to get people to hate the Jews. This just gives another excuse to hate the nation because of what they're doing. So they hate both. Uh, Steve, another one they interviewed, said anti-Semitism at colleges has gotten worse in particular. Now, we've all seen that and we know that. But what they found is, is that it's not just now growing like it's been, it's exponential all of a sudden. You're seeing, and I think it's it's always been there kind of in the shadows, but it's like now when somebody steps out boldly, then others step out boldly against Israel. And, And by the way, believer, it goes both ways. When believers stay in the shadows, people stay quiet. But when believers get bold and step out, now you see boldness in believers as well. So we need to be just as bold about God and the word of God as the enemy is bold about Satan and the things of Satan. And so you're going to see more and more tensions. Zechariah talks about the fact the whole world's going to turn against Israel, Matthew 24, after the rapture takes place, says they're going to hate them so much they'll be putting them to death and thinking they're doing God a service and all this. So again, there's a lot of things coming up. The Jews yeah. have a rough road ahead of them.
1: Absolutely, they do. Speaking of rough roads... Let's go down the road of pestilence, plagues, disasters, and always heavy on the corruption. Yes. Uh, This is from Breitbart.com, dated January 12th. The WHO, not the band. That's right. But the World Health Organization has picked a trans activist, or picked trans activists, in plural, to set global child-rearing rules. Sounds smart to me and what's even better about this panel is that less than half of the panel has an actual medical background so this is affirmative action really applied to prophecy
0: yeah yeah it's, it it is it is so in your face reverse of right of right now greg that yeah. it's it's shocking. shocking it's like they they pick the most absurd and corrupt immoral person to be around the children who need the best morals and protection they can get this is satan at work again we're not fighting the, against the who uh, you know, again, we're fighting against the demonic realm. And and so it says the United Nations Healthcare Organization, again, has given this to th- these panels to these people. One of the supposed experts displays a be gay and do crimes tattoo. Here's your encouragement. Be gay and do, and crimes. do crimes. Wow. I mean, I, I look at this and go, he's got do crimes. Go break the law written on his skin. This is the person you want to be watching after children? I don't think so. Eleven members. Of the WHO's 21 member panel, as you read in the headlines, have no formal medical training. Seven are transgender, uh, just 10 have a medical background. Um, another of the Who's committee members says the transitioning causes no health problems and claims the only actual side effects of getting a sex change are significantly improved quality of life and trans joy. That is such a demonic lie. It destroys lives. It takes away the identity that God gave them. Uh, So there's an emotional destruction. It takes away the body that God gave them. There's a physical destruction and it takes away the opportunity for their soul to be saved if they don't repent which is a spiritual devastation. It is tragic on every level. It is evil and we see just again we got The last days, Satan is throwing out everything he can. We've got to fight and stand up against it in love, but speak the truth because this stuff is evil.
1: Uh, yahoo.com dated january 15th the president of iceland says they are facing a daunting period after lava from a volcano has destroyed homes in a fishing town so this was a few weeks ago yes uh, you might have an update on this or not but still this is
0: i don't have an update but again this comes out yeah. of romans 8 where uh, um, you know the earth is groaning for the return of the lord we're going to see more of this in the last days yes. he talks about as the earth is now convulsing to give birth to the new kingdom so we're told this kind of stuff will happen it's going to increase uh, iceland's president said the country's Battling tremendous forces of nature after molten lava from a volcano in the island's southwest consumed several houses in the evacuated town of Grindavik. Scientists said Monday that the eruption appeared to be dying down, but it was too soon to declare the danger over. Iceland's meteorological office said it is difficult to estimate how long this eruption will last. President Gud, uh, Gudni uh, said in a television address late Sunday that a daunting period of upheaval has begun on the uh, peninsula where a long dormant volcano system has awakened. So this is this is why I sign of the last days Craig. This was a dormant volcano system. This wasn't current active volcanoes. They had gone dormant. They were dead. They've now sprung to life because the earth is grumbling. And this is interesting to me because again, I believe this may come into play in the Russian Iranian invasion of these cone volcanoes that right now have been dormant for thousands of years. Um, there uh, in, in Israel's northern area where they're going to be com- coming across because of the grumbling of the earth, the, uh, Romans 8.22, the earth groaning for the return of the Lord. And so I think you're going to see more of these volcanic, these dead volcanoes coming back to life or dormant volcanoes springing back to life because the earth is groaning and grumbling. We're going to see more of that in the last days. And again, especially interesting in lot of the fact that you may, may, I say, see this coming to play in this Russian-Iranian invasion. I'm not saying it will happen. The Bible doesn't say that. That is just uh, me thinking of a possible way it could happen, based,
1: based on what Ezekiel is describing.
0: It is based on what Ezekiel describes, and the fact that God gets all the glory and no yes. man. But we can't say for sure, yeah. so uh, I just say that so in case it doesn't happen, uh, that I don't get stoned to death as a false prophet. Okay, well maybe you can say, <laughs>
1: may, maybe you can be certain on this. When yes. you when you talked about uh, the earth groaning uh, to usher in the new kingdom, yes. you can clarify for our listeners what you mean by new kingdom.
0: That's a great point because not everybody would know that. Yes. The Bible says when Jesus comes back at the second coming, he will to establish the millennial reign. He will establish his rulership over the earth for a thousand years. And that's the millennial kingdom. That's the millennial reign. Jesus ruling on the earth for a thousand years. It has to take place because of what it says in Isaiah 9 6, that Christmas verse we always use. Yeah. The government will rest upon in his shoulders. shoulders. Yeah. That's never happened yet. He's never had the government upon his shoulders. He will have to have that take place. It'll happen during the thousand year reign, and then at the end of the thousand year reign. He will destroy the current earth and heavens, and he'll make a new heaven and a new earth, it says there at the end of Revelation, where we will live forever in a place that has never been tainted by sin.
1: Yeah. So even the earth is anxious to get yeah. through this time period. To get through the Great Tribulation as yes, well, yes. to get to that time when when God is ruling and reigning, he puts his foot on the Mount of Olives, yes. it splits, the water comes out, That's it right. heals, brings the dead sea to life, heals all the, That's the right. oceans. That's right. Anyway, it's wonderful. It is wonderful. All right, Fox News, dated January uh, 17th, Zambia is grappling with its worst cholera outbreak in two decades
0: yeah now this is interesting because cholera can be a killer and by the way you know the lord said in matthew 24 in the last days you will see plagues increase so the outbreak started in october affecting nearly half of the african country's districts zambia is facing severe cholera outbreak with over 400 deaths so far and ten thousand infections leading to the closure of schools nationwide uh, secondly, a soccer stadium, it says in the capital has been converted into a treatment facility to handle the high number of cases. And lastly, it says the government is implementing a mass vaccination program and providing, uh, you know, 2.4, uh, a million vaccines for, for those that are, uh, affected or whatever. So you're seeing this cholera outbreak. Um, you're going to see more of this, uh, Matthew 24, the Lord said, it's going to increase like a woman having birth pangs and not to mention the one we're going to have here. I think worldwide again, coming up sometime in the summer or fall. They're already announcing it. (laughs) They are. Yeah, I know. Disease X, they call it. We'll get to that. Yeah, we'll talk about that. We'll probably talk about
1: on a different show. Yes, Yes, yes. yes, we will. We will. All right, but it's time for church, and uh, I teased at the beginning of the program. We had a prayer request for you, and this is really what this prayer request is about. It's about praying for our Christian brethren in India. This is from persecution.com, the voice of the martyrs and a prayer for Indian pastor. Mark will explain what's going on over there.
0: Yeah. Again, uh, listen to what it says under prime minister Narendra Modi, the Hindu nationalist organization, uh, uh, RSS has seen a 20% increase in membership. It's emboldened base seeks to forcibly unite India under Hinduism. Despite the country's great diversity of languages, cultures, and religions. Although prime minister Modi has publicly said his government will not tolerate religious discrimination. His actions have proved otherwise. Welcome to worldwide politics. Yes. A vague policies such as laws forbidding the conversion of Hindus have passed in several Indian States and the push for a similar federal law has gained support. The state anti-conversion laws have long been used against pastors, church planters, and evangelists. Conversely, Reconversion ceremonies known as gar wapsi or homecoming, which return Indians to Hinduism, sometimes by force Mm. have been increasingly common despite greater government restrictions on Christianity. Churches are growing. Now always when the enemy brings in persecution against the church, it always grows. It doesn't matter how much har wapsi they hit you with, they hit you with, uh, you're going to end up getting stronger in the Lord and walking closer to the Lord. But again, um, it is, it's sad, you know, Greg, because again, it's that same spirit. Of forcing all to come under that religion, it's, it's interesting because it's kind of a foreshadow of the Antichrist, who will force everyone to bow down and worship him worldwide, and nobody will be able to stop it. It's just going to take place.
1: Yeah, great or small. Absolutely. All right, our uh, next article comes from Fox News, dated January 26th. A religious studies professor supports trans rights, claiming the Bible portrays gender as a colorful spectrum uh please show your homework professor
0: yes i'll tell you you greg here's the thing i've noticed before i even get into this article how much bolder satan is getting and i say satan because remember we don't battle against flesh and blood the bible says but powers and principalities in heavenly places so it doesn't matter this professor's name or who she is um it's the enemy working through mankind because the bible says the whole world's under the sway of the evil one and so what satan is doing is i've noticed a change here and it started about Maybe a year, maybe as much as two years ago. I forget when I started noticing. There's an uptick in the boldness of who's doing it. In other words, it used to be my whole life. It was always there was demonic, there were demonic things happening, but Satan's name was never brought up and it was never connected to Satanism. It was just kind of, Oh, this is what's happening. This vote, that group, they're pushing this. Now it is like. Satanism. There, people are coming out saying, "I'm getting involved in Satanism. We worship Satan, uh, you know, Lucifer. His name's His name's being used, and so when you see, you're going to see more and more. I believe of Lucifer and Satan being spoken of and used. And the reason being is, I think as we get closer to the return of the uh, the appearance of the Antichrist. Satan's going to get bolder and bolder. Remember, if he's going to be worshipped, Greg, he's got to be openly worshipped. And I think when he gets up there in the Antichrist, demands the world to worship him. The Bible says Satan will inhabit him. He'll be possessed. And I believe Satan will say, I'm Lucifer. I think he's going to say, I'm Satan. I think he'll just tell people. that that The Bible doesn't say that. No. But I think he's going to come right out at that point and say it. and say, You've got to bow down to Satan now and worship Satan. I'm him. He's in me. I think it's going to happen. We'll find out. But again, it goes right in line. What this article knows what it says, uh, says Catholic university professor, uh, says biblical scripture and trans rights are not at odds. The Bible supports the, these are all lies, but I'm just going to say that. Here we go. So she said the Bible supports the idea that individuals can change their gender according to a Catholic university professor in Ohio. That is nonsense. It's just ridiculous. This is something she says. Now, remember first, you have to dumb down a society on what the Bible says, And then you can step in as the authority, air quotes, and say, here's what the Bible really says. Well, the Bible doesn't say this because I know the Bible. University of Dayton professor Esther Brownsmith listed, and I quote, a few of the ways that scripture portrays gender as a colorful spectrum, not a rigid binary in response to a vote Wednesday by Ohio lawmakers to override the governor's recent veto of a bill that prohibits biological males from competing in women's sports and restricts sex change treatment for minors. So the fact they're getting pushback on trying to make these children have these surgeries and ruin their lives and maybe their eternity, uh, they're coming out to say, oh, it's, it's it, not only is it okay, but now they're trying to get those graves that can speak supposedly as authorities for the Bible to justify it. And I want to say this. It's bad enough if you support this kind of abuse on children, or anyone for that matter, but when you do it in the name of God, oh my goodness. You talk about judgment on judgment day. Yeah. You talk about better a millstone hung around your neck, right. and you throw it into the sea, you know, than, than to yeah. cause these little ones to stumble. She claimed Joseph was one of many people in the Bible, get this, who crossed gender boundaries. There's no even tiny indication that Joseph, it's just ridiculous. But it's like, do your homework. Well, they, cite they, the they, scriptures. they twist it. They twist it. They twist it. Then she said, Deborah led an army. Well, so what? Deborah led an army because the men were too wimpy is what it says. Doesn't mean Deborah was a man. Mordecai, listen, this one kills me. Uh, no Mordecai breastfed his cousin Esther. Where is that in scripture? That is the most ridiculous thing i've ever heard in my life you know greg i i, I and i and, and let me just finish this i'm going to yeah. call that and, and daniel's probably a eunuch so what daniel was a eunuch that doesn't mean that they may have made him be a eunuch he didn't they made to be a, a eunuch. that's exactly right they made him he be wasn't a born that way no so but this thing the mordecai breastfed his cousin i i you know again i know for a fact that couldn't have happened because again uh, i had a friend who tried that they're with they're with the baby <laughs> and they were afraid because the mom wasn't around they didn't have a ball they thought they'd <laughs> pacify him and literally tried to breastfeed the baby this was years ago yeah. and it's just a normal guy. He said that baby screamed their brains out, furious at him. It was like, <laughs> anyway, yes. uh, that kind of getting sidetracked yes. there. But that's kind of a funny story. Yes. Of somebody who tried something very silly, but it shows the ignorance here and and the and the evil. Yeah, I go on with the quote. Yeah, here's what gets me. Oh my goodness um even god is sometimes described with feminine language probably what she's grabbing is she goes on to say as a midwife or nursing mother no that's ridiculous probably though when god talks about i took you as a mother would take your child he'll use analogies analogies and so they're trying to act like that means that maybe god is like more than one gender blah blah blah
1: you know it's funny pastor mark they want that they'll take the bible literally when it's fits their agenda. That's, that's eisegeting. That's right. Instead of just taking God's word for what it says and accepting what it says.
0: That's right. Right. That's exactly right. So again, it's just a twisting of the scripture and it is, it is demonic. It reminds you of Satan in the garden. Has God really said? And then he twisted the scripture. Eve bought into the deception, and then of course now we have the mess we have. But Satan is the same. You know, God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Well, so is Satan. He's the same way, and he's pulling the same tricks. Uh, And she said this in an opinion piece that was published in the Dayton Daily News on Thursday, in which she identified herself as a Christian. Well, you know, you can identify yourself as a Christian, but if you are living like a dragon, you're not a Christian. You can say anything you want. Matter of fact, it talks about when the, the false prophet, and the Antichrist come, they're going to look like a lamb, but speak like a dragon. Wow. Here's somebody's trying to look like a lamb. Yeah. But speaks like a dragon. Uh, and, and I quote, yes, the Bible was written in a patriarchal time, but it recognizes that people reimagined and reshaped their gender identities back then, just like they do today. That is a lie. It is demonic. It is evil. Yeah. And let me address this whole thing about the Bible for just a moment here. Because we yes, have the time to do please, it. Please. Yes. For those of you who have heard people say the Bible's outdated. Let me, first of all, grasp this the bible is outside of time here's what the bible says god took his word. god is outside of time god doesn't exist in time he's an eternal being he took his eternal word which is outside of time and sent it into time our world to reach us see when god created the earth he created time he started the rotation of the sun the moon the earth and that created time. It's like those are like the clocks working in a giant clock it just and it, it keeps days matter of fact where did we get seven days that comes straight from the bible there's no reason for seven days other than god said so we get seven days i mean all these things are set up by god he did the times and the seasons and he created time now remember as the creator of time he's outside of it as an eternal being looking into his creation here's this 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 universe that now has time because I put all these things into play, and that's whatever. Now, I'm going to take my word, which has no beginning, has no end, lasts forever, it's eternal. I'm going to send it inside of time and give it to my prophets. They're going to write down what my eternal word says and share it with man so they can be a part of my eternity. So here's the point. You cannot outdate something that's not dateable. It has no time connected. It's it's from eternity beginning, which we can't even imagine. There is no beginning. It's just eternity Front and end, if you want to put it that way. So you can't say it's outdated. Now, here's where people get that. And this is where Satan deceives people. Because language from hundreds of years ago is used, for example, the New King James, all the these, thous, whatever. People read that and say, oh, that book's outdated. Why? Because it has these and thou's. Well, it was just something that was eternal that was brought in hundreds of years ago. It's the same thing. Now we bring it in in our day and put it in modern day language. So it's just the wording that's used. You cannot outdate or say something is outdated that has no time stamp on it. So don't ever let somebody you know, try to tell you that. They don't understand what they're talking about. God's word is eternal. It has always existed and it always will exist. Yeah,
1: And all the more reason why we as Christians need to know our Bible. Hosea 4, 6. My people perish for lack of knowledge. Yeah. So when articles like this come up and people say, oh, well, the Bible says this. Yeah. If you don't know your Bible then how are you going to refute that? That's right. But if you know what Scripture says, then you know that they're lying, that they're deceiving. Right. And and you can challenge them on where they find this in Scripture. That's right. And that's within your right to do. As a Christian, you know what what God's Word says. Challenge them to understand it better. Yeah. Because... You know, maybe God, by the power of his Holy Spirit, as you explain the truth of his word to this person that is trying to twist it, God might just bop him over the head supernaturally and wake him up.
0: Yeah. And here's the thing. uh, uh, Believer, listen, you've also got to take the word of God literally for what it says. Uh, Again, I know that the Bible uses symbols and images, but those symbols and images all have a literal meaning. If you look behind the symbol, the image, you'll always find a literal meaning. Now, why do I stress this? Because if God didn't expect us to understand it literally, there's no way we could really understand it. Because you could take anything in the Bible and, and and allegorize it. You can take anything and give it the meaning you want it to have. So when you're talking to these people that say, yeah, but here's what it really means. Whoa, whoa, whoa here's what it says. We're going to hold to what it says based on the context and what it means because it's literal. God said it. If you don't do that, here's what happens. The person making the argument now becomes the authority. So they're saying, I'm, they don't really, but in the argument they do because they're saying, here's what it really means. no. We have to hold true to God's word as literal or else God's word loses its authority. Who's ever sharing it from the pulpit or the street or the argument? They now are the authority over the word of God, which is nonsense because yeah. they're not. No, you've got to say, I'm sorry. The word of God's the authority. You can't usurp it. Here's what it says. Here's what it means. Here's the context. Here's the whole thing. And then that holds you in line and in place of, of really being able to yeah. argue the scriptures based on what it says. Amen. Yes. Amen.
1: Yes. All right. Let's end our show with some good news, and yes. we're going to kind of we're going to circle back to Gaza. And this is from ChristianHeadlines.com. dot com. An ex terrorist predicts that thousands of Gazans. Will accept Jesus? Please yeah. explain.
0: This is so exciting, and I'm gonna I'm gonna cover this and jump back to Israel before we're done. As okay, well sure. The same things happening. Okay. Israel. God okay. is using. the... Listen, guys. God uses everything. There is nothing wasted. There's no time wasted. God uses it all. This is what it says. Yazir Taz Abu Saada, a former member of the Fatah terrorist group who became a Christian in the 1990s, told Joel Rosenberg, an American Israeli communications strategist, that he believes Gazans will convert from Islam to Christianity due to the war and being lied to by Hamas and I quote Hamas is an ideological, ideology that is spread among many people not only in the Gaza Strip but all over the world Saddam. Explained on the Rosenberg report from TBN, he said, however, God has a plan, and I believe the Arabs and the Jews' plan is the, also a part of that, and that is where my hope is. That is why I'm back in the Holy Land to move to the Gaza Strip and take part in the rebuilding, he added. I believe with all the destruction, with all that happened, with the hardship the Palestinians have gone through, they cannot sit back but will ask, why? Why? God is going to do a lot of work in the Gaza because of this. And I want to be a part of it. So what he's saying is, look, this tragedy, God's going to take this tragedy and God's going to use it to turn people to him, which he always does. He takes ashes and makes beauty out of it. He's going to use this war and this battle to rescue them. I mean, again, in many ways, Greg, it's an act of mercy to break them. You think about what if something didn't happen? And they all ended up being eternally separated from God in, in the lake of fire. This gives them an opportunity for salvation. So, well, a lot of people, why would God allow this? Well, God may be allowing it to fill the kingdom up, and I'm, that's what he's doing. So you're gonna see, I believe, Gazans come to the Lord through this, get saved through this because of the desperation in their life and the failure of Islam and, and, and their whole system and Hamas and all that. But this is also something I've been saying is gonna happen with the nation of Israel. Remember, people say, why would God allow this to happen to Israel? Remember, you've got unbelievers who are destined for eternal hell. If you allow this kind of thing, I'm not saying God caused it. I'm not saying God did it, the, the the war or what happened in Israel. I'm saying God allowed it. Why? To break the nation, to turn them in their hearts toward God, to repent and say, you know what? We need God. We need help. We're being destroyed, and God is going to use this. I believe this is the process of not just saving Gazans, but I believe, Greg, this is the process of turning the nation back to the Lord, because the Bible says in the last days, again, connected to that uh, Ezekiel war, that battle with Russia and Iran, that God's going to pour out his spirit on the nation of Israel, and we're going to see again the 144,000 saved right away, and then many more saved after that, as God does a great work in bringing the nation of Israel to believe in Jesus Christ and salvation through Jesus Christ. So although these wars are horrible, although what happened October 7th is horrible, God is wonderful, and God can and will use this I believe to bring many into the kingdom and some are already it's already happening. Soldiers now are are asking about Jesus. They're singing songs about the coming Messiah. Now, they might not believe it's Jesus, Mm. but they're looking for the Messiah. Some are asking about Jesus. God is already at work in their lives. And, you know, when I think about this, what God is doing, maybe God is doing that in you today. Maybe right now God is working in your life and your heart, allowing destructive things to take place. And you don't know the Mm. Lord. And God is saying, I'm a, why, why would God allow this? My life's falling apart. Here's why God would allow it. Because if God doesn't do something to get your attention and break you, you're going to be eternally separated from God in what the Bible calls a lake of fire. And the only way you can be rescued and saved from that is to, to turn from your sin, to put your faith and belief in Jesus Christ, to believe He died for your sins, and then to receive Him. Not just believe. The demons believe, but they're not going to be in heaven. You've got to believe. And then receive by saying, yes, I give my life to you. I turn from my sins, which is what repentance means. Thank you for dying for me on the cross. I take your blood to pay for my sin. And the Bible says if you do that, you'll be born again and you'll be saved. So God allows these things in our life to break us, to bring us to a place of repentance and salvation. And if that's you today, I want to encourage you right now to pray right where you are. Ask God to forgive you of your sins. Tell him you believe Jesus died for you on the cross and for your sins. His blood washes them away repent turn away from your sin don't just believe receive jesus christ as your lord and you'll be born again and have your place secure in the kingdom of god which by the way is very close for every one of us as we watch what's happening in the last days.
1: I was going to say, 2024 is probably going to be a very remarkable year when it comes to Bible prophecy. Absolutely. So don't delay. Today is the day of salvation. That's right. Pastor Mark, thank you so much. Folks, don't forget thewaymedia.net for all things Signs of the Times related and other things we offer from Calvary, Knoxville. Have a great week, and we'll see you back next Friday at 1.30 for more Signs of the Times on WIAM.